Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey everyone, thank you for downloading the podcast today. We're locked down, Brisbane. Okay, we're getting a little bit weird. We did get a little weird. Hey, a roll call goes around at school saying whether your child's present or not. You know yeah. that group mm-hmm. um, email through to every single person and you got to reply back? I was to say that your kid's going. Yeah. I love it. Mm. One guy was like, yes, I'd just like to inform you that Tanner is online and learning right now. What time can we expect? We're like, dude, you didn't have to do the group all. Oh, it's always rookie, isn't it? So they send out to the group, you're meant to just hit reply instead of reply all. Yeah, it's always those ones. But we get get an offer for tickets here, which is amazing. And you know when someone writes back going, I would like the tickets and can I have them for? And you're like, oh, that's Well, mainly because a reply to a group all... Mm. If especially if someone, if you're asking for something, there's a fair amount of ass kissing involved in the reply. So you look like an idiot. So you're like, oh, hey, lovely. This is such a great opportunity. That's why when I'm doing my suck up, you know, I always double check that I just wrote reply. Yeah. Look, look, I don't <laughs> ask for much, but if you've got 12 tickets, uh, I want to take my family and everyone. So if you could, is it like, if that's cool, like, let me know. Anything I can do. I got Love Matt. Emails from you about my show. <laughs> no, I paid for the tickets to your show. I didn't even ask for them. You know I'm there to support you. Yes. You know that I'm excited. Well, no, we want a refund. We want to give it to someone who's um, hard up for cash. Cool, my wife. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think it's postponing your he said she said show, isn't it? Is Look, the, at, at the status at the moment. At the status at the moment, I yeah. think they're saying October. But you haven't got any of the money. Like, how no, does it we, work? We get um, we get ticket sales, but you only get them after the fact. That's what I'm saying. So where's yeah. the money now yeah. is what I'm trying to work out with the powerhouse. Powerhouse, yeah. So they're, they're <laughs> the ones organising the refunds and whatnot. Yeah. But that's also like, you know, when you owe someone money, right? Or you've got to pay an invoice, you pay it. And they go, where is it? You go, I paid it two days ago. The bank just hangs on to it for two days. Mm. Goes, oh, I'm going to give this a little bit of an invest. A little bit of interest. Mm. You know, mm. take a oh, clip of this. it's still five days to clear a check. Yeah. No, it's not. It's instant now. Yeah. No. Can you, is it, do checkbooks still exist? Yes, they do. I, so, yeah. I got a check. Yeah. Really? Uh huh. I got a check and I got one in my bag. You want to know why? Because uh, I stupidly paid a bill twice. Oh, like an absolute idiot. I hate because that. I was so scared that I hadn't paid it. It was for insurance. So I paid mm, it again yeah. and they mm. sent the refund. So I was like, yes, thank you. So I've got it. But yeah, but my dad has a checkbook. I actually used to learn how to um, write checks in school, remember? Yeah. Yeah, and you used to, have to put the two lines on so it yeah, wasn't non-negotiable. Non-negotiable, yeah. yeah. I, um, I overpaid a credit card once by like a dollar fifty, mm. and they, um, they, because I wanted to close it. And then when I rang to close it, they said, oh, you've overpaid by a dollar fifty. I said, oh, have I? I said, yeah. So what did you want us to do about that? I said, I want it back. And you could just tell the person on the phone was like, "That's." they're like, oh, we'll have to send you a check and everything. I'm like, yeah, if I owed you $1.50, you would let that crank up to $1,000 before you bothered sending me any sort of correspondence to let me know. So I would love you to spend 15 minutes of your day to get me my $1.50 back. And then they did, and then I lost it. So I rang them again to get it, <laughs> to get it, just to prove my point. Well, I, wow. I thought I'd lost a check, and I got it sent back out. I went to go and cash it at the bank, and it was the old one. No, no, no. They were like, "You can't cash the same one twice." I went, <laughs> ah, "Interesting." So I did get it. <laughs> <Just> good. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh damn it! Yeah, but they do it officially. They send you a letter. Like, come on. 
Uh, Melbourne's not looking good. Looks like they've just got five new cases. Ooh. Well, it is right now. It's eight minutes to ten. So at ten o'clock, there'll be an update here um, in Brisbane. So we'll have all of that live on B105 throughout the days of lockdown. So Do you notice sure that you we are putting on voices today, you and I have? Have we? Yeah. yeah I right. think we need to go on a bit. Maybe we missed Av being in the studio, so we're just doing a different voice. And they're all really high pitch, like stab. You're aware we're recording the podcast right now, right? Yeah. What do you mean? What's wrong? You're not Abs. happy with it? No, it's always sorry. It is like, we all are, man. It always gets What do you mean? What's wrong? <laughs> what? what? I thought you forgot. Why? Because you just stood up and walked away and then came back and then you're like. I was putting something in the bin. He was talking. I was listening. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thanks for getting me. It didn't even fail. Because it didn't bother him. He understood. You know what? Because you know what? Because when I'm like, not interested, I walk away. <laughs> she's not. She, I thought to myself, she's not listening, but I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, so. He knew that I wasn't listening. So I'm just waiting for my cue to, call, cue to talk. It's perfect. It's the same as my wife. I'm like, did you fall asleep, babe? She's like, yeah, but. If he does something interesting, he, he knows do, I'll come back. Yeah, you, you do you, boo. Like, I'm what? <laughs> right, I. Roll the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Well done to all the parents out there um, and carers and whoever is dealing with children at home who are homeschooling. <laughs> okay? Good on you. You do what you got to do. You drink what you got to drink to get through the day. There is absolutely no judgment coming I from this side. I didn't side. do it yesterday. You you're okay, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm you so... okay? Yes, no, because you've got to always think there's kids out there, there's parents out there that are homeschooling five kids. That's what oh, I keep oh, thinking no, myself. No, like, no, no. check myself. Yeah. Uh, completely. I mean, mm. I'm only doing um, one. one to two. Well, no, Eden was home yes, uh, Tuesday. Yeah. So Eden's still going to daycare because my wife works from home. Physically impossible for her to manage all the states for her business and have my daughter at home, especially because half of them are in lockdown. Mm. So she's hectic at the moment. But yesterday, Esther walks out and she's like, oh, you already finished homeschooling. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> she who does not homeschool mm. should not be judging those who do the homeschooling. She was like, fair enough. It's fair little enough. lunch. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Said if you want him to do more hours, you get out of here, do you, substitute it. My friend's actually doing, which I have to appreciate, she's got the bell. So oh, she's timed good. it. She's got the whole... Ooh. But she's from Melbourne, so remember, she had it a lot. So she's like, you need to have the bell. Oh, yeah. So she has... Mm. <laughs> Each time, and it's like, little lunch. I'd ring that Big thing. Big lunch. <laughs> but what, uh, what I've noticed um, with having the kids home more is you obviously get asked a lot more questions. So, you know, like, throughout the day, they want snacks, they want things, they want to watch movies, they want to do all sorts of stuff. Mm. And I didn't realise how often I used the word maybe. I'm a oh, maybe yeah. guy. I reckon maybe is a dad's word. I don't, th- well, I don't think you're getting as many mums saying maybe because we know that maybe is an insane thing to say to a kid because well, maybe's like you've just s- said the idea could happen mm. and they're going to keep going until they get a yes. And it's basically Eden, who's four, yes. four going on f- 44, mm. my youngest daughter, <laughs> she's like, I've, I feel bad for the, the, uh, the guy she brings home when she starts dating. But um, yesterday I said to her, maybe. And she went, thanks, Daddy. I was like, what? She said, maybe means yes. I said, no, maybe does not mean yes. Maybe with you, 100% means means yes. If you said maybe to me, I would know it's going to happen because I know that you then cannot be bothered disappointing a girl. (laughs) Rory says exactly the same thing. Maybe means yes. No, well, I didn't mean it to. When have you ever said maybe and 
it not happen? When she's forgotten about it. She doesn't forget about and it. And that's my thing. I think if I say maybe, if I give her a maybe, that shuts her up now, okay? You're just delaying the inevitable. And then you she'll forget. Say, no, it's 100% never going to happen. And uh. then surprise and delight. <laughs> the, the worst is when you say maybe, right? Mm. So mm. My, my kids do the hot, can we get McFlurries? Mm. I'm like, Maybe. Right? That means you Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll get McFlurries. Maybe we'll get a McFlurries. It depends if I feel like an Oreo McFlurry. If you want a cheeseburger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I generally, yes, I do feel like an Oreo McFlurry. So, yes, that is pointing more towards yes. You're just delaying, aren't you? So but maybe it's just like a delaying technique. If you've forgotten, I think, mm. well, I'm going to save my cash and my time. But the worst is when mm. they go to bed, right? Mm. And they're laying there in mm. bed. And you know when they've been quiet for 10 minutes and you think to yourself, they're finally out. Yes. So they're asleep. Yeah. Dead asleep in bed, you think? And I'm in my bed doing what I usually do for an hour before I go to sleep. TikTok. TikTok. Flicking through TikTok. Daddy! <laughs> Daddy! We never got me flurries! Yeah. I said maybe! Maybe means yes! If Scotty said, if I said to him, hey, I think we should go away for like a weekend, can I book something? And he goes, maybe. Mm. I'll go and book. Having said that, if I hit up Esther for special colours... And she says, maybe... Cuddles, sorry. Special cuddles. And all she's doing is hoping you forget. (laughs) And then later she's sitting in bed, flicking through TikTok, and she hears Madigan. Esther, you promised me special cuddles. Eden's right. Maybe does mean yes. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Carrigan, he is our B105 Brisbane Bronco. He joins us this morning. G'day, legends. Morning, guys. How are you going? We're good. Now, good. just to confirm, you're you're actually at your house, right? Yep. I'm at my house back in the uh, bubble. Right, yeah. the bubble. But then there's other bubble from players who have come up from New South Wales. They're in a different yeah, so bubble and they're like partners. A whole, yeah. There's, there's like a whole different combo. So um, Brisbane people are like in their own bubble and then... Mm-hmm. Um, there's like different hubs, which is for mm. Sydney clubs, and then um, I think Melbourne are in their own bubble again. Yeah, because like you know that their partners had to self like they had to go into quarantine mm. for two weeks, and then they got released into the bubble. Mm. Yeah, okay, right. Mate, oh, we wanted to get you on this morning, um, not just because we love you and you're part of our show, you know that's a given, um, <laughs> but what, what's the sentiment around the players at the moment um, and even from your perspective, where they've come out this week and they've said if players don't get the vaccine for COVID, that next year they're going to have to live under um, very strict bubble restrictions again, whilst um, the vaccinated players are, are able to go out and about as per normal. It's, um, I don't know, it's one of those things, hey, it sounds weird across um, you know, everyone at the moment. I've seen over in New York that you're not allowed to go and get takeaways or eat out at restaurants and stuff if you don't have the vaccine there either. But mm. um, I think at the moment it's just one of those things where we're trying to get through to the end of the year. And um, I know there's some, I don't want to say any vaxxers in the NRL, but people who have their um, opinions choice, on it. So. Pro-choice, I think Pro-choice, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it hasn't really been mentioned at the moment. It's kind of just getting through this next five weeks for us and then eight weeks for the other teams in, in the in the finals and um, yeah, I think the the big dogs of the competition will sit down and and have some pretty heated discussions then. That hurt. Imagine if you could that um, hurt hearing that. 
for the other teams in the finals. Well, Paddy. I'm just, I'm yeah. not, no, I know that this year, and I know, you know, there's been like, I even heard like CEO come out and said like, you know, we just need to get through this year and we're going to regroup. There's going to be a lot of changes, um, not just to the playing field, but also staff as well. So it's just getting through to the end, but it just hurts. A bit like that. A bit. I felt like we went through that last year, but we'll get through this one and then next year we'll be in the finals. Yes. I guess that would be that would be hard too, having to be in a bubble while still obviously underperforming and and not winning games because you'd be like, well, what what what's the point in in all these restrictions, you know? A little bit so, but then um, you know the club kind of put it in a good perspective for us where we got five weeks left to try and win some footy games, and the position that we're kind of in is because we've we've lost those games, so um, we can't really spit the dummy about it. But mm-hmm. it's um it's definitely easier, I'd probably say for some of the boys with everyone in lockdown at the moment, at least they're kind of at home with their families instead of people ducking out to cafes and nightclubs and stuff, and, and we're kind of isolated, so that's probably a pro. As a you know uh, a fan of the Broncos, I can say I appreciate the fact the games are still on. Like, I still watch the games every week, and we beat the Cows. We had a win the other weekend. So I think fans still want to see, see the football, and you think the people who are in lockdown... I'm excited that we get to watch all the games this weekend. Yeah. You know, the, fa- the fans are there, and we we love we love the game so much. So it's great to have it on the telly. Yeah, I think it gives everyone else something else to do as well. I guess, um, like we were saying, everyone's locked in. So I know the NRL have been like really positive around, um, or in their messages to the players about like the highest ratings they've had this year with broadcasters has been around these lockdown periods for obvious reasons, which helps. Mm. But I don't know, it, it kind of gives people something to to do and a, and a bit of an out from everything else that's going on. Has it been hard then? Because so much of the AFL and the NRL are uh, copying it in the headlines when any small business is shut down. It's like, oh, at least we've still got football. Or the arts are shut down. Oh, well, football goes ahead as well. Is it is it hard to sort of read that but still know that I guess it is boosting the economy, which is why the government still lets it go ahead? In a way, I think... Um, one of the tough things is when you see the, the small coffee shops and all those sort of businesses and, and your personal trainers um, kind of relocating to parks and, and trying to keep themselves afloat that way and, and we're still getting to play footy. But um, on the other hand, there's been so many people who have actually, like I said before, just stoked that footy can still be on and they can still, um, you know, do a Friday Friday night night yeah. in at the footy and get pizzas round and enjoy each other's company yeah. and have a little bit of an out in a way. So it's kind of been mixed um, in that way, but yeah, we're super stoked that we can just keep playing and um, obviously get through to the end of the season. Hopefully, hey, Paddy, you're only 23, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. you talk like so... you're a lot older. You've got a, <laughs> well, I just you've got a good head on your shoulders, young man. You're going to go far. Your parents did a really good job bringing you up. You, you um, <laughs> and you're still studying to be a physio. So you didn't finish school all that long ago. Do you want to jump on Zoom and do a bit of homeschooling for my kid or kids around Brisbane at some point? You'd be across Homeschooling, new business venture. Yes. I don't, know. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I'd be too flashed at that, to be fair. I've got a new, I've pretty much got a new kid. The HP boys have upgraded to three. So we've got an extra addition. Oh. And, um, yeah, cooking classes went on last night. We cooked, we cooked spag bowls. So um, <laughs> that's, that's as far as we, we go. Out For over those who don't know, that's the Holland Park boys. Uh, Paddy Garrigan takes all the uh, the young guys who come in. He's young. He's only 23. It always makes me laugh. They're only a few <laughs> yeah. years younger. But you how could... old are they, Pat? How old are your kids? Um, oh, well, one's actually, he's older, Keenan Palacio. So he's, he's, he's 24, but he, he's the more, he probably is the more mature one. But then young, 
Brendan, who's just moved in. He's, he's 19, so I didn't even know. He put uh, brown sugar in spag bowl last night, but apparently that's the thing. So. Yep. yep. Really? It, uh, really? It, it, it counteracts the acidity of the tomato. Not bad. Yeah. You guys could do live videos and the kids could learn. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm up for it, Pat, if you're up for some educational babysitting. <laughs> We need we need an exemption, but for cleanups because there's three of us that kind of run out of the kitchen when when everything's done and there's a massive mess. Oh yeah, Maybe the kids can come and do that. I reckon you oh. clean up while we cook. <laughs> yeah, clean as you go, mate. Come on, amateur, clean as you go. <laughs> hey, mate, great to talk to you. You're taking on um, the Newcastle Knights, seven fifty tonight. We can see that game, uh, Paddy. Real pleasure, buddy. Nice to talk to you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Tips for parents. Homeschooling. How do you do it? How do you do it well? Classroom in her own living room. Homeschooling's fun, isn't it? No. Uh, I, well, it's just you sort of forget when you, you know, the basics. But I, uh, I'm finding it really hard because now Finney, my eldest, is in year four. And I just, I did, never did well with English at the start of it because I was so dyslexic. I used to have little flip cards and just practice those while everyone was doing big words. Don't judge me. But the other day, Xander said to me, hey, Dad, what is the biggest planet in the solar system? Like, he was asking as a legitimate question. Oh, and I said, oh, I think... Please tell it... me you said Earth. <laughs> no, no, no. I went, is it... I think it'd be the sun. And then from down the hallway, Ethan just popped his head out and he goes, that's a star! And I said, go ask your brother, because I've got no idea. Uh... Jupiter. Is it Jupiter? Oh, right. And Saturn's the one with the rings, right? Yeah. That's uh, yes, correct. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think Xander was setting up because he wanted to say Uranus. That was uh, the, the question was completely based around that. <laughs> okay, so we said if you've got any questions for us, thirteen ten sixty. Um, you can call right now. Wyatt is eleven years old. Good morning, eleven year old Wyatt. Good morning. What is your subject? Um, spelling. Spell- oh, Do you have no, any okay. history or drama? <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. Economics? No. PE? No. 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 Spelling for Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Creative dance? <laughs> what's, your, right. what's your question, Wyatt? The three of us are going to see if we can answer it. You're 11 and you're able to do it. How do you spell pronunciation? How do you spell pronunciation? Yeah. Mm. I'll let you take this one, Maddie. Uh, <laughs> P R O N U, isn't it U? P R O N O U N C I A T I O N. Pronunciation. Almost. Ah, what did he get wrong? Stab said it was right. Yeah, Stab, what are you trying to do? Oh, you take this one, Matt. You take it, and I'll. Oh no, yeah. What? How do you? What did he? What letter did he get wrong? Um, the U. He said O. Ah, oh, right. So yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks. What? Can you spell it for me then, Wyatt? P R O N U N C. I-A-T-I-O-N. You're right, because it's pronunciation. So we're not only Mm. spelling... Oh, I added an O in there. All right. I thought we had him there. Me too. Thanks for the support, though, bruv. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for you. Anytime you need. Uh, Joseph in in Indarupali, what is your subject you want to throw at us? Uh, Japanese. Konnichiwa. Has anyone tried Japanese? I mean, I, not I, tried. I, I mean, we've all tried Japanese. <laughs> Had it last night. This will be easy, <laughs> Joseph. Hit right, me. Joseph, How the answer is California roll. What's your question, Joseph? Hi, Stevie and Matt. 
Hello. I have a personal question for you. Yes. And do you know what I am saying? Boku wa king ga suki desu. Watashi no nomae wa abi desu. Wow, good work. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Boku no mai wa is how you say, like, uh, hello, uh, my name is because you're a male, it's different. Mine's Watashi no. Um, you've just said your name? How are you? No. Sushi? <laughs> no. You said, what's up, girl? <laughs> no. <laughs> I said. Okay, you'll let yeah. Stab have a guess. I want to know what Stab thinks. Oh, I, well, say, say it again for me, Joseph. Okay. Boku wa kim ga suki desu. Boku wa kim ga suki desu. I know. I knew I should have watched Boku more Olympics. No. Um, Is that how old no. you are? No. No. You asked how you're going today. No. Mm. Uh, no, no. You're actually in a drive thru and you're ordering a large Big Mac meal. No, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> I can count. That's about you it. You might you might have to yeah, tell us, count. Joseph. What did you say? I said I like the colour gold. Yeah, no, I know where you got that one. Just oh. yeah. Good job, though. Where, where did you pick up Japanese abs? What did you learn it for? I did it for one year. Oh, well done. Yeah. So I, I probably know how to write it better than I do how to say it. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. Good stuff, Joseph. Ten years old. You very You speak it very well. Thank you. Very good. Good stuff, buddy. All right, there we go. Well, oh, that was, we got none. But to, to be fair, they were both yeah. like, you know, English Smart kids. And, <laughs> and Japanese. You know, that doesn't mean not everyone can be good. What was your favourite subject besides PE? Lunchtime, because I was great at lunchtime. <laughs> but anyone's got any lunchtime questions? Uh, science was surprisingly the Biology thing that was my favorite. I used to pass the most, science. And the teacher hated me too. To be fair, we're probably better at doing year 12 stuff. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't well, ask like drinking and smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got suspended for that once. Don't do it, kids. What, just because you didn't get caught all the other nah, times? if you're under an umbrella, do not presume <laughs> that the smoke cannot go up. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Every single husband has said this to their wife or their partner at some point, and you need to stop because apparently it's really, really wrong. Mm-hmm. But tell me if I'm right. Have you ever said to your wife, Oh, babe, you're just overthinking it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, I say it worse than that. Oh, yeah. And she, and, and I know I shouldn't. I go, you are an idiot. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. It, never, it never goes well. <laughs> but, you know, she, she says, oh, I think I upset them. I go, God, you're an idiot. That's, so this is, no, that's exactly what. So this is the thing, right? I spoke to one of my friends who's like a head psychiatrist, and she's lovely, and I always want to chat to her, and she knows when I call her that I kind of need a little bit of, like, help. Mm. And she's like, what's going on? She's like, hey, babe, Abby's ringing, give me an hour. <laughs> she's like, what's going on? I'm like, I just, I just feel like I just can't make a decision. She's like, what are you, what about what? And I was running through a few things, and she's like, oh, my God, here we go. And I said, do you do that to your clients? And she's like, no, most of her, theirs are in jail. But anyway, um, and I said... <laughs> She does. She does. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't do it to them. Yeah, no. no. Just, no. I'm she does it through a screen, so she yeah, doesn't yeah. really care. If they're stabby, I'm kind of. <laughs> She's even doing video calls with them in jail now because she can't go oh, in. Yeah. So it's all on Zoom. Well, they got laptops in there. Yeah, they go in there for sessions. Anyway, uh, but I, I was. she said, yeah, the thing is with you, big decisions require some thinking. You know, if it's to move house or to, to move job or anything like that, that requires some thought process. She goes, yeah. you put none of it. Into it, I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "You normally go, yeah, I'm gonna. When I move to Brisbane, I said, I'm moving to Brisbane.'" And I, she goes, "And how's Scott?" And I said, "I haven't told him yet." 
So yeah. that was uh, just a big decision I make. But she said, but then all the small decisions, you just you overthink it. And she mm. said, it's draining. Like you go, oh, my God, I wonder what they meant by that email. Or maybe they looked at me bad. Or all I wake and think, what did I say wrong? Or that person doesn't really like me. Or, oh, my God, should I get blue jeans or black jeans? And really, what size? Should I get smaller so I can fit into them? All mm. that thing, she said, is just overthinking it. So if anyone is overthinking, you should say to them, you're capable of making a decision. Oh, I, I don't mind that. So really? rather than saying you're overthinking it, babe, say, you know what? You're capable of making a decision because what I'm suffering from, she says, is analysis paralysis. Oh. She said, you think that there is the ideal situation out there. She said, the difference is with men is they know that nothing's perfect. Yeah. I said, what do you mean? She That's goes, we, we married you. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> She goes, get out of guys, my brain, Stav. Get out. Settle. And they never think that there's a perfect girl out there. They think, you know what? She's yeah. good and yeah. that's great and they love her. Where we are like waiting in this this Disney film where we think the perfect job is out there, the perfect body is out there, the perfect man is out there, that mm. we're getting all this information and we search for it. Girls always search online. We're know, happy with our mediocrity. Exactly. And, and the worst thing is, and the thing that you do to us as well while you're doing this, is when you, you give us those, when Esther mm. says it to you, Maddie, as well, yeah. we, it took me a long time to learn this, we try to fix it. Nope. And that's not even what you want. You, don't, you just want to say it to well, us. Well, then even we'll ask you for more information it. and we'll mm. just go over it. And it, waiting to make a decision is just wasted time. So she's like, that's fine. Put effort into big decisions. But little decisions, just make it and move on and realise it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. It's not like going to be. And you know how sometimes they go, oh, should I decide this one or this one? And then they go and get a third option. Oh. You know what I mean? Like if you're trying to do a colour, they'll go, do I like this one or this one? Or what about this one? So you just got to turn around. Don't say, you're overthinking it, babe. Say, I know you're capable of making a decision. I'd stick with yours, Maddie. I like yours better. (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You're you're capable of making a decision. Babe, you're capable of making a decision. I reckon that'd work once. Yeah, me too. And then, and then, then, and then like, you do I know what thing. you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try yeah. it. It works on the jail, mates. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, You're right, I will bash him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will ship that guy. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yeah, the block is on. The block fans versus faves is back uh, this Sunday at 7pm on Channel 9. I had the opportunity to go and have a look, a bit of a tour Mm. of the blocks. I don't know if I can say too much about them now. Well, actually, I already can lock in who I think is going to win. Do you, oh, okay. do you rate the do you rate the uh, apartments? Are they some of the best, or are they on? Well, they're park? not apartments; they're houses. It's so it's a cul-de-sac, it's a cul-de-sac and it's huge. Yeah. And um, I think I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Oh, no, no, cool, just no just say it and see what happens. They don't have any rules. You know how normally they had to stick to whatever rule you wanted. This mm. time it was like do it however you want, whatever your uh, style is in. So and no s- themes or anything. No themes or anything like that. So some people have had a lot of experience in renovating, and they open about it like they've flipped houses for years and years. Mm. Um, and the other one. Are faves that they've been on the show before. So See, that's dangerous, though. You know, there's always that one crazy person who's like, I love flamingos, so the <laughs> whole house will be flamingo themed. You're like, what the There hell? is one house that they've stuck to their own theme. Uh-huh. And they shouldn't talk? Oh, it's a bit it's a bit niche. 
I would say. It's kind of, I would say it's gone a little bit 70s. So they've really, they've really stuck oh. with it. But I reckon Ronnie and George have said that there's so much pressure on them because they're faves that have gone back and since the block they have a renovation company. Right. So she's like, oh, yeah. I actually feel so much pressure for, for going next level. But some yeah. of their rooms, you were like, oh, wow, that, that really was a bit surprisingly great. So you went along. <laughs> you went I was along. just about to say the room that I'm like, I don't think I can talk about yeah. it. You kind of sounded like, you know, when, they, when, they, um, when they're looking at the rooms, they're getting the feedback. It's like, and the judges said, it was disgusting. Disgustingly great. You I'll know, tell I freak you out. that I Classic. went into one room. I'll tell you right now. I went into mm. one room and I said, this is the worst room I've ever seen. I said, they have gone through every design no-no. The design, like that, the actual shape that they've done is 100% wrong. And then after that, I heard this little snicker in the back and I went, they won, didn't they? And they went, yeah. Ah, uh, the best. <laughs> Love it. I was like, no. But I caught up with uh, uh, Scotty Cam, the host, of, um, the host of The Block on set. So Scotty Cam, probably more iconic than The Block or it sort of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Well, I've been around here for quite a while now. I'm getting a bit old for it, but uh, still loving it. And, uh, you know, this one's a, a ripper in a cul-de-sac. We've never done that before. Is it true that you wanted to get this off the ground for, for many, many years but didn't have the opportunity? Well, we're always looking for something a bit different and a cul-de-sac is that classic family-orientated home where, you know, your kids can play at the end of the cul-de-sac and be safe and, and that's what we wanted to do because that's what we do on the block is create family homes and we create family viewing, I think. So it all goes hand in hand and the cul-de-sac has been a bit of a goal of ours for a while, yeah. So I've spoken to uh, a few people that have worked on the block for as many years or almost as many years as you, and they say that they have never, ever guessed a winner or maybe even never predicted the rooms that win. Uh, no, we, I've never really predicted a room win. In Does that all mean you don't agree with any of the judges? I never agree with the judges most <laughs> yeah. of the time. Yeah. Sometimes I do, but, you know, they've got, they've got skills of their own um, and they know they've got a lot of experience and they know much more about it than I do. But I don't really... Um, I can't pick a winner, and I certainly have never picked the winner of the block. But what about having the say of um, previous contestants coming on? Do they have to check that you liked them all first? No, no, they uh, they don't get that check. I don't get that check either. But it's just, um, you know, we get people from all walk- walks of life and all ages, and, and when they turn up here, they're green and they're excited, and then they get into the block and they realise it's going to be the hardest thing they've ever done. Has it been nice to do it this year compared to last year? Because you did have to stop, and I know that you found it really hard as well. Like Because you do take, it, I guess, each contestant's safety and their personal life into account and having them away from home. Yeah, look, last year was tough on everybody and uh, especially tough on our freelance workers like our cameramen who were out of work for, for six to eight weeks. Um, and, um, and it was tough on the, the guys... Well, you know, no one knew what that pandemic was doing, whether it was going to, you know, was everybody going to die and all that sort of thing. It was really much the unknown and people had their children at home. So we thought it's best to shut down, get everybody back to their loved ones, uh, make sure they're safe, make sure all our people on the ground here are safe. And we shut it down and then we came back and we put a lot of things in place and we got it done and in the end and without any cases too. Is it true that you just hang around at the cafe most of the time as opposed to the houses? No, that's not true at all. I, uh, the cafe shuts. So <laughs> I, <was just> get- <laughs> I was just getting my mic on yeah. and uh, I'm about to go out and, and, uh, and hit the houses and see how they're going. Do you know, one thing I look forward to is obviously the houses, but the one thing I like besides that is your like reveal area where you're doing it. Is it spectacular this year? 
Oh, yes, our studio is, we rebuild it in, in the style of what we've, uh, you know, where we're building our, our block. And so this year it's like the Royal Hampton Yacht Club, which I'm the Commodore of. And, uh, and that's what our set is on the inside. We've got a beach club and uh, all that sort of thing. We've got sand and decking and boats and it's fantastic. And our art department does an outstanding job each year of knocking that up. And um, of course, the Royal Hampton Yacht Squ Squadron doesn't exist. And yeah. I'm sort of not really a Commodore. I just wanted yeah. to let you know that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. I was still thinking about your... Do you know my favourite blackboard was the one that never worked? Oh, yeah, the, um, the, motorbike. the motorbike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I um, <laughs> I love that one too, yeah. and uh, and we used to have a lot of fun with that because it, it, it we could never get it started. We put Aero Start in the carby, and we got it going a few times, but always had to do it manually, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Good luck this year. Thank you very much for coming, and um, you should uh, sort of put your name down to do a block. Do you know I have? Have you? Yeah, I didn't get in. Oh, that's our, it was your. So partner. that's why I'm just here. Yeah, he's he's let the team down. Yeah, yeah, so, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You weren't too bad, but your partner was ordinary, so I knocked you back. <laughs> <laughs> it's Scotty, it runs in the name, so yeah. That's right, I know, I know. He's a chippy too, isn't he? Yeah, he is, he is. Yeah, I know. Doesn't finish anything. And I've said that to you before, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> I have. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Predictions one third of Australia's arts organisations will not survive this shutdown. It's absolutely catastrophic. I still don't know where this is going to end up or what the full impact is going to be. This is a, a weird one for me because um, I'm in a very strange situation at the moment, right, where I am very lucky to be employed and I thank my lucky stars every day that I, I am employed here and I love working here and I love doing what I do. Um, but the vast majority of my friends are entertainers. I would say 95% of my friend circle are either entertainers or hospitality industry, the, the, one of the two of the hardest hit industries in this pandemic, right? And... I haven't said anything about it because a couple of reasons. One, I think my job on this show is to be funny, and I think our job as a show is to entertain people and not be depressing when everything else around you is depressing. Um, we provide a bit of a light, right? That's kind of what we do. That's what we try. Do if we what achieve we it or not, I'm I, I not wouldn't sure. state it if that's all right. <laughs> like, just saying, like, you know, I'm supposed to be the funny one. It's like if people aren't laughing, do they get their money back today? So I just would say that you're just... <laughs> You know what I mean? You're we're on the show. We're here for a good time. Good for a time. Yeah. Having fun. Yeah. We're doing yeah. our best. Not a long time, just a good time. <laughs> we're like, we're like <laughs> entertainment. But um, I had a, I had a comedy road. show um, scheduled for this weekend. And we all got, bought um, tickets. We're so yeah. excited to see yeah. you guys, you and your wife doing He Said, She Said. And you guys put on an extra show because people from interstate couldn't come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, a lot of the other gigs got cancelled. Yeah. So um, they had a spot for us. And I lost that gig. And that's... Luckily enough for me, that that's not a big deal. You know, that's that's it's disappointing that I don't get to do the show. But I, I, overall, it's not that big a deal. But even here, Cat for her, that was a a big amount of her income for the next month. And over the course of the last four or five weeks, she's probably lost about a quarter or maybe even half of her next three or four months work. And still, we haven't really said anything about it because we're still very lucky and we can still afford to pay the rent. Um, but my friend um, James Buster, who's a juggler, he got together with a whole bunch of comedians because I don't think, I don't know if people know how hard the industry has been hit and they made a video about it. Um, there's a little bit of it if you want to hear uh, some of it. Yeah, I just don't know, like, you know, what's my purpose? Like, it's been pretty hard trying to work through all of that. We lost three months worth of touring on one day and that's income for almost 50 performers. We all just stopped. We just stopped existing. 
everything we knew just didn't exist anymore. Other industries are opening up, ours is very much not. At the end of March, they think that everything's back to normal, but really for our industry, it's not all, you know, all back and all rosy and, you know, we don't get a, a regular weekly wage at this moment. Yeah, it's an interesting, because even, even if the lockdown lifts, people won't book comedians and entertainers in October because they don't know if it's going to happen now. And, well, it, and, and things yeah. have been cancelled in October and November because they don't think people can come up. And it's really getting... I'm actually on... Um, I'm on suicide watch for about at least two of my friends at the moment where I'm just texting them on a daily basis just to hear... And I've said to them, you don't have to say anything. I just want to hear back from you. just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. And I know it's... A lot of people are in that boat at the moment, but it's just really tough. And I just think... When you're watching Netflix or, you know, any show, just think that that's the people that are entertaining you in this time and they're probably the people that are suffering the most. It's really, it's really hard. I think, like you said, for so many industries, I went to drama school with um, so many people and I couldn't hack. I, they're braver than I am. I couldn't hack not having a regular job, so I went into a different industry. But mm. one of them had been out of work for a long time. So excited to get, like, Harry Potter. You know the Harry Potter show? Yeah, the In, stage show? Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's got um, a family to provide for and he's just so excited and then they got shut down, you know, and then they went back and just got shut down. He's like... If I'm not, there's so many levels to it and you would know it's the financial, of course, <clears throat> but also the fact that they don't have an outlet and don't feel validated because yeah. for him personally, he's confused because he loves the football. But when mm. I'm going to the football <laughs> and there's, you know, I'm sitting on seats, mm. he was just like, I'm not allowed to perform, but yet they are allowed to. So it's just mm -hmm. that smack in the face where it's the government do put a preference into sport over the arts. And mm. he said, it's just that reminder where you go, who am I? Am I well, not the, an industry yeah. that's valid? Yeah, and it doesn't feel like they are. And the other thing I think of is um, all the people, there were people at different stages of their career. But, mm. you know, if I'd have started stand-up comedy this year when this was all happening, I wouldn't be here now because I would never have got the opportunities. Like, no one's getting to perform. So there's a rising star up there that could be the next Jerry Seinfeld, but he can't do anything and he'll never know because it was taken away from him and it's gone. So, so what, do we do, what do we do to help then? Because we know the situation's not great, but like, what, even, what, are the, what are the, what are they, like, what are your friends wanting? I, I think, well, I think they want government assistance. They want the yeah. arts to be recognised for an actual um, service that, that, that's mm. needed. A lot know. of my friends are asking for support online as well. Like, and look, not everyone's taking the initiative, so I totally understand that. But mm. they're saying, you know, we're doing concerts online, we're doing gigs online. You know, people stream in and do it. And if you feel like you want to support, yeah. Um, other people are saying, you know, we ask you to go and buy, you know, vouchers for the beauticians, you know, for for when they open, you know, to keep them afloat. Mm. Now, yeah. he's like, it's not too bad to do an IOU a gig for when you open. Yeah. I am going to come and support so that when we do actually get this, um, you know, open AIC up. And a lot of them are saying the best thing you can do right now and that we're asking for, and I don't know about your friends, is saying get vaccinated so mm. that when we're allowed to open up, this is not going to be you an issue. Come to the yeah. Show, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, um, do whatever you can to support anyone, I think, in local business at yeah. this time. You know, if you whether it is just getting a cup of coffee. Uh, I, 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 actually, to mention that, I'm not giving you guys a refund for the tickets that you bought, if that's cool. We did uh, think about that, but considering you said that you are totally fine with it, it, we're going to get the money back and we're going to donate it to one of your friends. So I thank you so that. much. That's lovely. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, and if anyone is suffering as well, Lifeline, um, do reach out to them, 13 11 14. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Kid. Is this real life?
So, look, get involved with this. This is a game we invented uh, for the first lockdown. It's Kittle Coworker. You tell us uh, a story about someone, and we have to guess whether it is someone in your workplace mm. or whether it is your kid who is at home um, with you during lockdown. So, Chris from Morayfield is up first on 131060. Join in any time. What's your uh, situation there, Chris? Good morning. Well, have fun with this one. Okay. okay. So, this particular person likes to, whilst I'm on the phone, speak jargon at me, trying to distract me whilst I'm doing it, knowing full well that it's a very important phone call, and then they'll start randomly throwing their hands in the air and basically doing everything they possibly can to get my attention. Do you know what's really annoying with this, Chris, is I do that to my husband. I don't know why. He's never on important calls, but when he is, I just feel like I, I try to, like... See, I... I try to distract him, yeah. and he's... Do you, do, you yeah. drop, and it, do you drop him out? <laughs> you drop him out when he's on the phone, don't no, you? No, yes, but I'm you like... Oh, you that's do. why he's constantly calling like, me. You do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do, now, I, I do the helicopter sometimes when yes, Esther's on the phone. Like, I don't do the helicopter. Sorry, I find that very hard. Um, okay, I'm going to go with co-worker. I, mm. I'm, I'm thinking co-worker as well. Just because you, they sound like immature, like they would be a kid. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, kid. You're on it. It's the kid. It's oh, a kid. Boy. But I, I worked out oh. why this game is so hard is because um, kids are jerks. And most of our co-workers are too. Yeah. <laughs> I sent you guys a photo yesterday of a friend of mine posting, God, it made me laugh, is um, uh, tell me you're a sales wanker without telling me you're a sales wanker. And he was out the back on a telephone call while playing golf in the backyard. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you have to. Like, I wonder how important many... phone call, I'm just going to play golf. I yeah. wonder how many salespeople play golf but actually really hate it. But it's like the one the sport one where do. you where you go and cut business deals. Like Network. no one's mm. no one says let's go for a game of indoor netball and talk about this million dollar deal. You know, want to want to be in my futsal team? Would you like to come play yeah. badminton? Yeah. Bring your, let's, it... let's let's hash this out of some axe throwing guys. Yeah, like it doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, you don't want to sign. Uh, hey, Storm, awesome name, Waterford West. Give us your scenario, kid or coworker. What's the scenario? Okay, so. This particular human likes to leave presents that poke up from the toilet and face you. Mm. Oh, poke up from the toilet and scare you, did you say? Oh, it could be either scare or make you sick. So someone doesn't flush the toilet. Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's it. Xander's abandoned for that. That is 100% your kid. I'm going to go with co-worker. I'm going to go with co-worker too, (laughs) just because I know what (laughs) the situation is I meant to do like a bit of a delay. Yeah. No, it's definitely a co-worker. I think kids are better trained than that. (laughs) Do you know the particular co-worker? No, no, communal. Has an email gone around about it yet? No. Uh, Okay, I'll do it right now. Yeah, because you had that that occur to you, Abs, last week, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that no, no. We've got a there's a like set um, etiquette here at work, and we where you tr- flush afterwards. <laughs> no, no, no. That if there is any residue, then you need to brush. Mm. And someone did not at on any level, and it's like were you even aiming mm. for the water? And I was like, I don't want to go in that one because people think it's me. Yeah. Hey, we just got a note here from the producers. Storm works at ninety seven three, so that's interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Jesse, <laughs> producer did not laugh. I was not meant to say that. <laughs> hey, um, what's your situation? We'll see if they're your kid or your co-worker. 
This person leaves things in my bloody car space every day. In your car space for where you park? Yeah. I'm going to go with kid because you sound like you've got kids around everywhere and they leave their scooters where you should be parking. It is. Oh, oh, so annoying, isn't nice. it? How many kids you got there, Jesse? I have four. Oh. How are you coping? <laughs> Three of which are homeschooling at the moment, so it's a bit uh, tough. Yeah. yeah hectic. Yeah. Well, yes. um, all we can say is good luck to you. Uh, thank you. All right. Thanks <laughs> for calling, Jess. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. We have been through this before with COVID and shutdowns and opens up and all that. But even though you've gone through it before, it doesn't mean that you feel okay with it. You know, it's just that feeling of just like, ugh. And it's at one time where I just feel like giving everyone a hug because everyone goes through this in a different way. Some people are okay with it. Some are really depressed. Some are just like, oh, homeschooling. That's one time you can't give people a hug. So just send a little message. I want to hug you, but I'm not. (laughs) I think that would be creepy if I did that. That's all right. I'm sending it to a few friends. But, you know, just reaching out because I just want to say to everyone, like, it's okay. I mean, I hope we're okay, but just that you love them. So thanks, but no thanks. said it before and I will say it again having to change your password mm. is one of the most infuriating things you'll ever do <laughs> the in work your life one? do you have to change your work just one? anywhere uh. you know because the thing is there should be an agreement between every company that the number of characters stays the same the fact of whether or not you need a capital letter or whether or not you need to have some sort mm. of dash or something or a number They should all just agree. There should be a council of passwords who say the standard is six characters total, Mm -hmm. must include a capital letter, must include a symbol, and must include a number. Because when you say you can't have a symbol, but you've got to have a symbol here, you can't have a number, but you've got to have a number here, Mm. I've got 58 versions of the same word around the place, and I can't remember which one I've used. So then when I reset my password, and I use one of my usual passwords, and you say... I am so sorry, but you've used that one before. <laughs> they don't even say sorry. And then I'm no. annoyed because I could have put that password in just before I've reset the password that I thought it was. But oh. I'm sorry, you can't use that again because guess what? You've had it. And now you must create a whole new one, which you will forget the next time you log in in six months' time to check whether or not you've paid your insurance. Thanks. <laughs> Was but a, no thanks. You sound like the premiers from journey. Jimmy Giggle there. Yeah, a little bit of the empathy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Changing my password would be super cool. Oh, they're just they're so <laughs> jerk faces. Spending a lot of time with the children, obviously, because we're all homeschooling and whatnot. Have it's just one child for you. Yeah, true. Uh, and the dog. Um, <laughs> who's already. They're both smarter than me. They're and both the smarter than me. And the dog. Oh, sorry, I forgot. And I forgot we were watching. Show. Watching something on TV, I can't remember what it was, but um, I just someone was annoying me. I said, "Oh God, that guy is an a-hole." My daughter turns around and says, "I didn't know you guys were related." Nice, good oh, burn. Good That's what I had to good say. Good burn. It's <laughs> a solid burn. It's a solid gag, right? Yeah. Were you quick enough to say you and I are related? So watch your bloodline. Yeah, that's your uncle. Give me, give me five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are related. <laughs> 
So yeah, that was so come up with the burn later, the, ba- the back four hours later. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for that. Brisbane wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105.